Records. I'm Lauren XOXO, bitch, bitch, bitch. What's up, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of Lauren XOXO and Friends. And as I always say weekly, I know y'all get so annoyed with me. Um, If you love the podcast and you listen to it weekly and you fuck with it hard, please go on Apple uh, Podcasts and leave a review or... You know, follow me on SoundCloud or you can follow me on Stitcher or iHeartRadio. I'm I'm everywhere and, you know, I'm so thankful for the continuous support and let's get into this episode. So today my co-host is someone I've been friends with for a very, very long time. How you doing? You have to introduce yourself. Oh, um, I don't know what name you want to go by today, so I'm gonna let you. <laughs> like, I'm gonna let you handle um, that. Well, I want. Some people know me as Joey. Some people know me as Yao. Um, I don't really protest any other two, whatever you want to call me. Out of those two, is fine. Um, but usually, like. In business, I'm known as Yao and casually. Okay, so what's your Instagram name? Like, let's. Um, Instagram is Yao Aye NY. Um, that's my personal, and then I have uh, one for my brand. It's um, Aye Home. Um, that's NY. how you pronounce it. I've yeah. always said A Home, <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, people say Givenchy, and I don't know. If that's the but Givenchy is right. Maybe um, Givenchy is wrong. Yeah, I used to say Givenchy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, people say you know just no 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 beef. Okay. Yeah. So Joey is a designer. Um, he's pretty amazing. He makes menswear specific. Like, I don't want to box him, but one of the things that he's like really, really good at is men's suiting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. It's where I started with my brand. Um, making suits. Um. I went to FIT. Well, we both went to. FIT. Yes, that's where we met. Yeah. Um. And um. I got into tailoring there and that kind of, you know, that took me right into the tailoring world. And, you know, I just, I started dressing up and I started loving making things by hand, especially a jacket, you know, men's um, formal jacket by hand. And from there, I just, you know, just kind of took it from there. And then people started asking me, you know, to make stuff for them and made one, made two and started making a business out of it. But, uh, and my, my background is design. So, um, you know, that all kind of incorporates that. Dope, dope, dope. So, yeah, um, when me and Joey met, we were in college. And then I think we had both graduated, but we were cool. And I wanted to get into designing. And I was like, who do I know that can, like, <laughs> help me? Like, I didn't know where to start because I studied fashion merchandising and management and, you know. I don't know shit about making clothes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, Joey. And um, from there, he just kind of, like, always guided me, always giving me advice. He would meet me in a garment district and, like, walk to different um, fabric stores with me and kind of, like, educate me on, like, different fabrics and shit like that. So I always really, like, appreciated that because I didn't yeah, know. That was fun. And 
He's so good that he works for like one of your favorite couture <laughs> houses that you can't afford shit out of. That's so funny. that just shows <laughs> how good he is. And guys, or even women, because he makes suits for both men and women. If yeah. you need a suit, like go to his Instagram. His work is immaculate, and Thank he does you. a ton of weddings. And yeah. it's just I I'm envious because I love designing, but I can't sew. And I took a sewing class, and I have messy hands. Like, I feel like to be able to do that type of work, you have to, like, be very delicate with your hands. And I feel like I'm very sloppy. Nah. And I made a, I took a tote making class, mm. and it was so challenging to me <laughs> to cut oh, these yeah, pieces that. out and sew these things together. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want to start making clothes for my brand. Like, I'm so tired of this bitch that I'm working with yeah. that makes my clothes. She's fucking annoying. Like, she never gets my shit right. I'm going to start making my own shit. So I took uh, a sewing class at Mood, mm -hmm. and Mood is like the expensive uh, fabric store, if you that. don't know about it. It's in the garment district. Uh, very overpriced, but beautiful shit. And it was like a six-week class or something like that, and I just struggled. I was like... You never showed me the tote. I'm not neat at all, and... <laughs> I don't know my fingers. It's like I have very small hands, but they're very clumsy. And they're very like, I don't know. I just feel like to be able to make clothes, you kind of have to like ha be like a perfectionist. And you have to pay attention to every little thing, right? Because these things that you're sewing together have to function together. Yeah. And, you know, when you fuck up, it shows, right? And um, they were like, oh, the class is done. Who's signing up for the pant-making class? And I was like, not me. Wait, did you really? No, I was like, now I know why I've been paying, why I pay somebody to make my pieces. because. Did, did you make the, the tote, though? I made the tote. You never showed it to me. Gave it to my grandma. Oh, she loves yeah. it? She's my grandma. Yeah. You know. She rocks it. Grandmas are grandmas. Yeah. But, um, I'd love to see it. Send me a picture. I just knew it. I, I was just like, I don't have the patience and, like, I just feel like when you make clothes, you have to be, like, everything has to be meticulous. And I'm not that type of person. I'm very, I'm kind of messy. Well, you, you know, I think sewing is a skill. And if you do it often enough, um, I remember the first day I started the mentor program. Oh, my. I, I didn't share that experience with too many people. But I was... Because I was, I graduated from like a tech tech high school, mm -hmm. and I remember the first day, um, I actually got denied from FIT. Really? I yeah. Like I, I had learned, I had just learned how to sew, um, maybe three three months before. Well, so I started, I started learning how to sew um, towards the end of my senior year in high school. That's when I got on the sewing machine. I was just doing like you know simple stuff. I actually had an internship in Brooklyn, um, on um, Atlantic Avenue somewhere um, with uh, this Nigerian um, designer. She was really cool. Um, she she got me started with the basics, and you know that gave me a little bit of confidence. And I remember starting you know the first day of class, the professor just kind of like got right into it. And I look around the room and everybody's shaking their head, like, you know, like nodding, not shaking their head, they're nodding. Like, you know, like they, to me, like they I was felt with like, the shits. like, maybe, they was like, all right. I, I felt like I missed a class or two because I'm like, 
damn, it seems like everybody here already knows what to do and they're using the lingo and, mm-hmm. you know, they just, I'm panicking and I'm looking around the, ro- the room, nobody else is panicking, they're just comfortable. I'm like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm, in, if I'm, if I'm, if I might have, I don't know if I'm making a mistake or I'm in the right place. But I said, you know what, I really want to do this and we just started and I wasn't like perfect in the beginning, but, right. you know, you start, I think it maybe it's important to start with something you really want to make. Um, yeah then you can be like you can care about what you want to make but if you start with something somebody if you started with some if with something somebody else want you to make then maybe it's not the same Mm. because I think I I feel like I got better at sewing when I did my own projects oh that makes sense yeah and like what the professor yeah told you to do they told they taught us how to do the big you know um the basics but other than that like i practice on my own a lot you know i was coming in wanting to be a designer so i had already things that i wanted to design mm-hmm. um and then so they would show us the basics and then once we got the basics right they would say okay design your own piece then you get to like just go in on right. your own piece um and it was terrible it wasn't always perfect i mean i remember in the program a lot of people quit um some people straight up got up in tears and never came back they got you, up, up and out the room and never came back. You know what's funny about FIT? Like, the people who thought they loved fashion. Yeah. So the, um, yeah. And it, thought that fashion was, like, a super glam, glam world. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I thought fashion was a lot of... I mean, fashion is glam, right? Um, but it's the behind the scenes that everyone is really working on yeah. that people don't like get to see and i don't think people understand how much like time and effort you have to put into yeah. these fashion jobs that like look so pretty and look so glam and you're like no i'm tired as fuck like yeah i've been i've been interning or assisting stylists on the weekends mm. with jobs and i did my first music video a few weeks ago congratulations and the call time was 4 p.m. Okay. And they switched the call time to like 6. Okay. Didn't tell nobody. So you guys were just waiting. <laughs> and then it didn't end. The shoot wasn't over until 4 o'clock in the morning. You serious? I'm dead ass. My, this is free work. I don't get like, because I know how fashion is. Like, I'm just so thankful that the person is like, you know, like extending these experiences to me. You get right. what I'm saying? Um, but what time do you think it was gonna end? I <laughs> thought sitting there past like eleven. Yo, like, where are we going at with twelve, this? at twelve o'clock, they was like, we only got like an hour to go. <laughs> because the director wanted the 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 director wanted one shot. Yeah, the music video on one shot. Oh. Which means you have to do it over and over again to you. Oh, and so a lot this of music takes. video was on a moving bus with what dancers. Of, what kind of a bus? A bus that moved <laughs> with dancers. And um, but the art luckily the artist is super dope. Her music is really good. She actually just signed to Kanye West. So oh, nice. it should be like amazing, right? Nice. I was like just thankful for the experience. Yeah. Um and this is another person that went to FIT, and mm. he's like, he's killing it in a styling game. And he uh, pulled a, uh, a piece from my collection from me. That's dope. And 
And when he came to drop it off, I was like, hey, like, kind of thinking about getting back into fashion. Could you please, like, I know you're a stylist. I'm like, and he works on, like, you know, pretty big shoots. And I was like, if you have, if you ever need an assistant or anything, just, like, text me and I'll mm, be there. Mm. So he's... He, he always randomly texts me and he's like, I need you on this day. Can you be there? And I'm always like, yeah. So um, we worked on a few shoots, but that one I was like, because we did this one magazine shoot and it was like, it ended in four hours. Like, that's how great it was. Like, yeah. the photographer was like, I'm not going to hold y'all up. I'm quick. I get straight to the point. Yeah. We good. And right. he had snacks. I was like, lit. We good. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, yes. I mean, I think when I, when I did my first photo shoot, I didn't realize that. I, I couldn't understand why it took so long. But I feel like when you're in it, it doesn't feel like... Yeah, because maybe you're directing. Because I remember my shoes, too, for my collection. Yeah. And, yeah, maybe because you're the person really doing everything and it's your vision. Right. You're, you're dressing. Right. You're... you're uh, checking up on a photographer, looking mm-hmm. at the picture, like you're you're playing so many roles yeah. that you don't even like. Maybe it just doesn't, you know. Yeah, I think it's just it. It's surreal how long photo shoots take. Well, I worked on a photo shoot with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like and a whole day. We started. We were out. Oh, we started like. A- we started in the Bronx. Just how y'all know that he's my. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> this man lives in Yonkers. <laughs> And he had, um, he just moved into like a new apartment and he had a housewarming and he knows that I do not, I don't go past, I don't like to go past 42nd Street, 42nd Street. After that, it gets a little iffy. I don't know if I'm going to do it right, but he's always coming to Brooklyn, like, for my birthday, he came to Brooklyn. He took me out to dinner. Like, anytime he's in Brooklyn, he hits me up. He'll stop by my house. We'll talk for a minute or whatever. So, I'm like, damn, I really got to go to Yonkers. <laughs> and the ride did not seem that bad until we got to the stop I was supposed to get off at. I don't know why. And the doors never opened to That's let crazy. us out. And but they stopped? They stopped? It at stopped. The, did they say anything? And then, but one of the person, one of the people were like, you motherfuckers was too busy fucking laughing and talking that y'all didn't open the fucking door. This yo, is because I guess they have to press a button to open the doors. I guess maybe it's like a manual thing. Oh, so they didn't realize they didn't open the they door? They didn't open it. Wow. And the next, the next train didn't come for like 20 minutes. So I had to take a cab to you. I think I, the, the whole transportation. But I was pissed like <laughs> i was like okay this is my last time ever coming to yonkers <laughs> first thing so last. much god That's bless so i'm not with the shits i'm never coming here ever again i'm gonna have a bunch everybody of could come. blow me like fuck everybody <laughs> i found a couple to go home with and like not like that but <laughs> i a couple also lived in brooklyn so we was able to split the cab fare and um Thank you for coming. I'm never going up there again. Anyways, so me and you, I assisted you yeah. on your photo shoot. That was awesome. It was for your website and one of your collections, and yet yeah. we were out all day. Yeah. we. St- I think we started like at 7 a.m. And we were at, we did like four places because yeah. we did the Bronx. Yeah. And then we did Midtown. Yeah. And then we did Meatpacking, and then yeah. you had a studio space. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I was just like That's crazy. We did do all of that. I was like, whew. I don't think I don't I don't think I But it was everyone was like literally everyone that worked on that set was so cool yeah. and so chill. And yeah. like I still talk to Lania to this day. That's the, dope. The She's hair. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Still to this day. Wow. Hair and makeup. Yeah. No, I think it was just makeup. Still to shout this out day, Linnea. I still talk to her. She's yeah, she's dope. dope. Yeah, and shout uh, out Dane, Dane, at Dane Photography. He's a super dope photographer. He's amazing, amazing talent. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a long day. So clearly, years later, I'm still assisting on photo shoots. <laughs> that be, that's because you did great. You know, it's so funny when you think about like, I was reading this article on this girl that was, she was like. I was 30 and I quit my job for an internship. And she was just talking like that. Yeah, she was just kind of talking about how like she felt like so complacent in her life. Mm -hmm. And she was just like it was her seventh year anniversary at her job. Mm. And she also owns a business on the side that she works on too. Okay. But she was like, I don't know. On that seventh year, like, I was just like, fuck this shit. And she's like, she took an internship. She was in LA at the time. The internship was in New York. She she got so I guess she did a phone interview with the company and then the company was like we like you. We need you to um we would like to interview you in person, but I don't know if they knew that she was in LA. She was like I legit couldn't even afford a flight to New York. Like her sister brought her flight. But she flew to New York. She ended up getting an internship. Like, um, I think it was like a three-month residency internship. So I feel like everything was paid for. Nice. Uh, And she was like, yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I just did it. And I always think about me assisting because I'm always just like, you know, I kind of have like this job that I'm already like pretty established in. Like I've been with the company for X amount of years and like it's a great job. But you, I feel like sometimes you just have that urge in you to where you're just like, I, no, I want to do more. Yeah. I want to do something else. Or yeah. I want to explore all of these options. And like, I don't know, I find it kind of funny that it doesn't hit you until you're like 29. 30 like what you be like that <laughs> not saying it doesn't hit younger people but i yeah. feel like when you're reaching like a peak where you're a little older and you start like thinking about like you start taking your quality of life a little oh, bit more yeah. serious yeah. um and you're just like nah i want to try some new shit so it's crazy i feel like when every age has a different set of lenses mm-hmm because, you know, thinking back at 18 years old, who would have thought, you know, will or you be where you are today and have the understanding of where you, the things that you go through and how you see how you see yourself and how you see yourself in the future, um, how you reflect back into uh, into the past. It's just like I feel like at every age you put on a different set of lenses. Right. And if you're really paying attention, it can it can mess. It with will be you. like progression. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it, it helps. It helps. And sometimes I look back like, man, I don't, I, I I didn't think I'd be thinking about this now. And sometimes you don't think about what maybe you're supposed to quote unquote right. supposed to to be thinking about. And you know, it just kind of creeps up on you. You're like, okay, I need to get up and I need to do this. Yo, because, I'd be like, I'm really 29. Yeah, like I know. Who, fucking, who, who thought? And don't get me wrong, like, <laughs> one of the things I learned is not to be... Because, you know, women are always like... Like, someone... I was talking to somebody, 
And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm 20, 29. He was like, oh, like, you're soon you'll be vintage vagina. And I'm like. Wait, what? No, what? And I'm like. What? 29? What? Like, you know what I'm saying? But I do feel like a lot of women, like, they feel like when they're in their late 20s, like, 30s, they're old. And I told my, and I used to do that, too. Like, oh, my God, I'm getting old. Like, I. A nigga about to be 30? Like, are yeah. you kidding me? You get what yeah. I'm saying? It only goes downhill after that. Cause you 30, then you 35, then you 40, then you 50. You get what I'm saying? But then I I kind of, I guess I started looking at my favorite, like the people who I look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, celebrity, non-celebrity, who are in their 30s and 40s and are thriving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think this shit is that bad if you just couldn't like continue working on all the shit you want to work on mm-hmm. and continue like pursuing your dreams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. like we treat thirties and my bo- my old boss used to always say, you're going to love your thirties. She used to be like, no, like I hear that. One. She was like, I hated my twenties. Like, but uh-huh. I love my thirties. And I'm, and you know, it's so funny. She, I don't, I don't know the specific age. I think she might be like 33. Um, had been working with the company for 10 years and one day it hit her that she wanted to be a nurse and she went to nursing school. Mm. And what I thought was so funny is that she is such a, like a care, like a caretaker. Like she, Mm. um, but she's more into like natural, like type of remedies. So like, you know, if you have a headache, she won't give you Tylenol, but she got some little potion to give you. You get what I'm saying? So and is that the kind of uh, medicine she wanted to pursue or she wanted to pursue like... Well, she wants to like... No, it. I don't... I think it's a little bit of everything, okay. but for now, she's in just like a, a regular nursing school or whatever. She just wanted to be a medicine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it makes so much sense to right. the type of... Per- like, because from the day that I knew her, like... And, he, and I thought it was weird, right? I'm like, I got a headache. And she bringing me, like, these little drops that taste like shit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is this? She's like, no, I mixed this and this. And she would, like, explain to me, like, mm-hmm. you know, this helps your nerve system calm down. Or, like, just little things that, like, we don't think about per mm-hmm. se. But, like, that's her thing. You get what I'm saying? So when, when she finally, like, when it finally hit her that she wanted to be a nurse, even though she'd been with this company for 10 plus years, mm-hmm. she, like... No, I got to go pursue what is in my heart. You get what I'm saying? So, like, I just, I don't know. I think it's kind of, like, dope when you can kind of, like, I guess, self-reflect and be like, this is not right for me. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, when you finally, like, find yourself and find your passion and then Mm -hmm. you go for it. Yeah. I think it's important to, like, talk to yourself. I talk to myself a lot. Oh, Um, the time. You got to have conversations with yourself. Yeah, I even talk to myself when I'm hating. (laughs) <laughs> no like that it's a you have Lord, to don't be a hater like yeah, chill like, out bro yeah, like, like your time's coming I, bro i feel like talking to yourself <laughs> makes you more sane than not because mm-hmm. like if because if you're not talking to yourself right who are you talking to right um and if you're not getting because you have to get that stuff out if you're not getting it out then you kind of keep it in inside um me, I don't, you know, I don't share everything with just anyone or like certain people. I share certain what, mm-hmm. certain things. Even my close, even what you ever have like close friends that you don't really share everything with, but you share some important things with. I'm an Aquarius, and one of our traits is that like we don't, we're not very open about things. Mm-hmm. So that's like yeah. it's been me all my life. I mean, and and that's and that's great as long as you're getting. You're still getting your sanity out of yes, you know. As long as you like 
have a, a nice, balance. Yes, yeah. a nice balance. Yeah. Right. Um, I've gotten better at it. Yeah. At first, it used to be like, bitch, I don't give a fuck what's wrong with you. Yeah. Because you're not going to have me here for another 12 hours, okay? <laughs> You could fucking talk to you like literally like my you know my friends would get to the point where they were like I can't just sit here and actually what's wrong with you and you say nothing but on your face there's clearly something wrong and it's like I want to say it but I can't say it because I'm just I've always said I don't think anyone can solve my problems but me and I still feel that way absolutely um yeah no matter how how much advice you get I mean it's great it's a blessing to have friends that can give you advice but um. At the end of the day, you gotta do, you gotta do it yourself, um, and you have to talk to yourself to get it done. And if you don't, yeah, if you just don't have conversations with yourself, you kind of just like, you don't get to face the things that are bothering you. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I think one of the most scariest thing is to not realize the, the what you're going through and how it. Like checking in, you. yeah, and yeah, yeah. I because agree. people, you know, you ever, I think that's how we kind of look at people on the street. Like when you see someone, you're like, oh, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. But you have no idea what it looks like through their lens. Right. You know, like their normalcy is you're crazy, and your crazy is their normalcy. You know, it, it could be it could be um, vice versa. Agreed. Um. So I feel like self reflection is just like you need it. You right or wrong yeah Um, yeah i feel like people who can't like self-reflect and like actually check in with themselves whether it be like whether it be a situation with you know yourself family mm -hmm. or even a friend Mm -hmm. like if you can't be like if you can't look at things from certain perspectives and kind of see um the other person's point of view or think about things in different ways to say okay Maybe I need to, like, apologize Mm -hmm. or, like, maybe I need to be more gentle on this person Mm -hmm. or maybe I need to take more time for myself because Mm -hmm. I'm going crazy on everybody and I don't know fucking why. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, self-reflection and just... And it feels good. Having a conversation with yourself and, like, self-love is, like, number one. Right. And I think a lot of people need that, like Kanye West. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) self Self, you 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 gotta love yourself. You gotta really be into yourself because, I mean, you're gonna have people that are gonna care about you, but no one is really gonna know you like you. No nobody's man. gonna fuck with you like you, and also yeah. they're not. I feel like nobody's gonna know your true struggles like you because there, right? There are so many things that we are insecure about that we would never tell another person. Absolutely, because we don't want that person to judge us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and so I've always wondered, like, you know what. <clears throat> that's a very hard or very difficult threshold to cross because mm. when you're afraid of I I struggle for that with that for a while, you know, feeling like <clears throat> I think it's perfectly okay to be yourself, right yeah. or wrong. You need to get that out. If you're gonna whatever you're gonna do, you need to if you're gonna if you do something, if you offend someone or um, you're nice to someone, even though when they're, not, they're not nice to you. It's always more important and so much more gratifying to be yourself, because at the end of the day, it's it's a great feeling for to to have somebody recognize that, like, oh, this person is always themselves, or right. to be to be able to walk out of a situation or um, reflect on a situation and be like, you know what, I don't regret anything that I did. Mm-hmm. You should be okay with like, that. Like it was fucked up. Yeah, but I don't regret it. And I have, yeah. and, and I've had times like that where I'm like, 
man, I know I'm being an asshole right now, but I'm totally okay with that. Right. And it feels, and maybe tomorrow, the next day, I'm going to be like, oh, like, I don't feel good about it. So maybe I like, I'll go easy on it. But I like feeling, or I think it's just gratifying to feel like, you know what? I'm conscious of what I did. I'm okay with it, mm-hmm. and this is the next step that I'm going to take. So if the next step is to say, fuck it, I did it, and it is what it is, or to say, you know what, let me go back and do better, that's fine too, but you always want to be honest with yourself. It's Agreed. it's not easy. The, the toughest thing to do is look at yourself in the mirror. That's tough. Yeah, but I think once you are able to confront yourself and acknowledge yeah who you are, yeah. why you do certain things, why mm-hmm. you are the way you are. And like, you don't have to discuss this with nobody. Like nope. as long as you can like say to yourself and the higher up that you believe in, whoever that may be, um, as long as you could be like, you know, I'm not shit, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Nigga, I do what a nigga yeah. do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I one thing that I really realized and I think it like within the past year is like being selfish is not the worst thing in the world because self itself (laughs) and i used to like i'm such i'm a very another aquarius trait we are helpers we are givers like if we fuck with you anything you need we might even not we might not even know how to do something yeah but if we could try and we could google it yeah we gonna do like we gonna help you. You get yeah. what I'm saying? It might yeah. be a little crooked. It might yeah. be a little fucked up. But we gonna help you. And I reflected on a few situations with um, certain situations, and I was just like, "Yo, I gave a lot of myself to this situation, mm-hmm. and this person was like super fucked up in return." Mm-hmm. And like, no, like, so I had to tell myself. <clears throat> Stop being so giving. Stop being a person who always wants to take people's problems away. Because I'm that person. Right. Like, if you're like, I'm having a bad day, the first thing in my mind is like, how can I make this person's day better? Uh, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, I I don't have this money right now. I need some. I'm the first person to be like, how much do you need? You gonna, If it's a million dollars, I ain't got you. But if it's a little <laughs> something, I'll be like, you know what? I got you. You get what I'm saying? But then I seen how people was with me in return. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I seen that like, when it was their turn to reciprocate, it didn't come. Yeah. Or you get and don't get me wrong, it's not one of those things like every time you give, you're supposed to give something back. Yeah. But I do believe that in this world it's give and take. Yeah. No, I think every time you every time you do give though, you do get something back. You might not get it back right away. You mm-hmm. might not get it back. It might be like I believe the universe is uh um it goes around and comes around. And I would because I know that you are personally, I know that you are a given person, and I think that makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you should. I I think it it'd be disadvantage to you to allow people to change that about you. So my new thing is same energy. Yeah. So I only give people what they give me. And what do you do? You feel good about? The, let's say if you if someone gives you, or what do you feel the best about? Giving because that's your true nature or giving because that's what that person is giving back in return? So when I say same energy, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're good to me, I'm mm-hmm. good to you. And it doesn't have to be, it could just be like an attitude type of thing, right? right? It could just be like a vibe, mm-hmm. like when we're texting, when we're talking. It could just be how we connect. It doesn't have to be like, you know anything like materialistic or crazy like Mm -hmm. that but 
I just felt like I was in a a few situations where like I went overboard for this person. Yeah. And I was thinking back, like, what the fuck you did for me? You get what I'm saying? Or, yeah. like, when I needed something, I, I didn't even think to call you. Yeah. Like, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> even though I'm the first person on your list. Wow. Because I just, like, I know how you move. <laughs> and so, I'm still a given person. Yeah. If, like I said, the people who are good to me yeah. that, like, treat me good, love me, check up on me, blah, blah, blah. You can have the world for me. If you need mm-hmm. me, you know I'm here. Only a call away. But the people who have given me shit, yeah. I'm giving them shit. That's and true. the shit is not like in an asshole way. The shit is just stepping away. Yeah. Living my own life. You yeah. get what I'm saying? It's no beef. I'm not gonna post no shit on Instagram. I'm not you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna get petty with it. I'm just I'm just walking away from the situation That's and fair. going to be happy mm-hmm. and going to be with people who equally fuck with me as I fuck with them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever been one of them people that gives off bad vibes. I feel like I'm chill. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't start no shit. Like, yeah. I kind of stay to myself. And so, you know. I think that's I think that's awesome. I think that coupled with the fact that you are naturally giving is, I think that's the best you can do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you want to be able, you want to, you want to be able to be blessed by the universe. You know, whether it's like, somebody held the door for you because right you the little things like you know it's just the yeah the little things that the and you ever you something ever happens to you like randomly and you're like man like that was that was awesome like where did that Yo, come from i always feel blessed if it's like even when aren't those wrong, awesome there are shitty days <laughs> where like i'm in bed crying <laughs> and you know i've had a shitty work day or I don't know. I'm just exhausted. I'm tired. Like, I, or I don't feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm looking at Instagram. Everybody live. It looks like, quote, unquote, everybody's listening, living their best life. And I'm living oh in my, my quote, unquote, you know, like, like <laughs> sh- um, shitty life. But um, I've always felt blessed. Like, even when I think about my mom yeah. who raised me. Yeah. Like, how beautiful of a person she is. Yeah. Or, like, when I think about, um, I just started building a relationship with my dad. Like. Nice. You get what I'm saying? Or, I don't know. I just, it's like you said, it's the little things. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like, I don't always have to find like $10 on the ground or something. Yeah. I mean, those days are good too. But um, when I just think about how blessed I am, or yeah. just to like be able to go and chill with my grandma. Yeah. And, like, I know it's those little things that's like the universe kind of like, absolutely. You know, I think that's giving so, me a big hug in a sense. It's so, it's great for somebody to give to you, mm-hmm. um, to give you something, whether it's a vice, whether it's um, an ear, whether it's an, a, a, an object, money, whatever. But when there's those times where you're just like, man, what did I do to deserve that? Right. And it feels good. Those are awesome. That mean I feel like that means you did something for someone else. Mm-hmm. Whether you held the door for like, so like one of my one of my friends came over to my house one time and um, we were having a conversation and there was somebody walking through. It was like one of my neighbor was going going inside my building, and immediately he didn't even he didn't know her or know him. I don't remember what John was what what gender um he just kind of like went straight to their rescue like yo you need help like let me take this and that that happened like two seconds but that was so inspiring because i'm thinking like i should do that more often like you know like should be more selfless you know what i'm saying because 
I, th- I feel like there's an account for that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you become more selfless, because as human beings, we're naturally selfish. It is our natural nature to be selfish. Mm-hmm. We're, we're about ourselves. And you, sh- you should be. You should love yourself and you should, you know, put yourself first. Um, but when you can remove yourself out of the way um, every other time and be like, you know, let me help you. And now, like, I take pride in just giving the hand to someone like if right. you need hand I'll, I'll help you and sometimes you just some some things has happened to you and you're like man what did i do to deserve that like, that was awesome mm-hmm. you know and i live for those moments and i think it's super awesome and i i look forward to them now because you know you start kind of building some kind of rapport with the universe and it's like given back to you love. yeah like, you know like no, it's yeah, given yeah, back to you. you yeah so i and it sucks for to give to people sometimes where they don't give back but what are you gonna do you know like you can that's, only control so much that's what i'm saying so it's then your job to figure out if the situation is worth being right. around for like right. oh no, this person could go you know what i'm saying to and, realize your value and that, that and that is why loving yourself is is so important because mm. you have to you 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 need to check you need to check in with yourself like 24 All times a day time. and i feel like the older <laughs> i get the more easier it is for me to kind of like let go that's so true to be like nah, i'm not fucking with that yeah, bye like yeah. just totally do it like whereas it used to be kind of like well i don't know like i kind of used to go back and forth with myself i feel like now maybe because i feel like i don't have time to waste are you giving Yo, or like, i'm doing so much yeah, like work yeah podcast assisting on weekends doing it like you just it's so much going on that it's just like my nigga i don't have time for this shit like you ever get upset because you're upset yo (laughs) again a time where you have to like check in with yourself (laughs) and like you kind of have to like boost yourself up like what you tripping for yeah yeah, and sometimes that's so difficult because sometimes i get like so upset and i get upset like like i get really upset and just thinking about being upset makes you upset. And I don't want to be upset. I don't like it's being upset. It's all natural. I feel like those emotions are natural emotions. They are. You know what I'm saying? They like, are. But when you realize how much, how much, you know, how much better or how how great it feels not to be upset and just to be happy and to be in a zen place, it's just like, why, why am I upset? But that's not like, that's not going to be all the time though. That's true. And I think... For, to walk around every day and be like, I'm fucking happy. Like, I'm happy as a motherfucker. Yo, when you really, like, between, when you're it, a shit show, I think, like, being a shit show or, like, those times when, like, you're being a hater in your mind, like, those are all natural yeah, feelings. Yeah. And they're going to always, even if you hit a million dollars, you still gonna hate on some little thing. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's still something that you're not gonna fuck with. Or- I, feel like, I feel like Instagram has made everybody a hater in some kind of way. Because you you have so much access to like see things now, right. and sometimes you just have to check in with yourself. Like, yo, what am I talking about? Like, I'm just talking shit. Right. <laughs> well, I'm just like looking at this thing and just like thinking all kind of shit. But like, it, it is a natural part of you, and you have to catch yourself. Like, nah, I'm blessed yeah, like, too. Nah, you know what I'm like, saying? like yeah. Uh, yeah, and also like focusing on the bullshit kind of takes away from it does what the universe is giving to you because it does you're so focused on someone else's achievements that you you like you're not acknowledging the steps you're taking and, and your you high points your blessings yeah because yeah. you're, you're like oh, yeah I'm focused on this I'm focused on that uh, no 
like focus on yourself even though don't get me wrong it's hard and i think it's natural to get caught up in different things like it's going to happen but like you know when you can get out of it get out of it yeah and nobody's gonna nobody's gonna be you or gonna teach you to be you more than you can be you and you know you have to you have to rely on on yourself um you have to be your biggest critic you have to be your be your biggest fan. You gotta That's, be at everything. Bro. Yeah, like these people aren't always there to tell you, like, oh yeah. And sometimes when you expect, sometimes you expect people to like not like what you're doing, and they like fuck with it. And sometimes right. you expect people to like what you're doing, and they're like, eh, I'm not feeling it. You know, you can feel that, and you know, and if you're an artist, that that shit hits home. Mm-hmm. But other than Yo, that, <laughs> I don't think people understand like putting your little baby out to the world, especially when you're an artist, right? Because it's like I'm sensitive about my I'm shit. You know what I'm saying? Shit. That I don't think people. I don't think. I think that's such a big issue. I I don't think people who aren't artists know how, know how that feel. They don't. Yeah. I I feel like I've I've. It's something I've been paying attention to, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like being an artist sucks sometimes. Because you're so much, in, you're so much more into your emotion, or just yes. being able to create. You're connected to everything that you put that out. That you do, and like, if you don't have a, a creative mind, um, you don't get why others don't. It's just like you, just well, you, it's, you know, it's so funny. <laughs> art, right? I oh, I don't understand art. Like, I think it's beautiful. Uh-huh. But I'm not one of those people who could, like, go into an art gallery and look at something and be like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I, I totally see the three women fucking in this abstract <laughs> art. I'm looking at that shit like. I'm the same. You bro. niggas is crazy. <laughs> like, did y'all do some ecstasy at the door? Like, like what's good? Because I don't see it. Uh, yeah, me, me neither. Sometimes I, I, I don't. Um, but. But you you do see the beauty in other abstract things. And there's Sometimes. a person paying three million dollars for the painting, and you wondering why you ain't put some specs on the fucking canvas. You wondering why you ain't go up in there and do your thug this like you confused. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. But the thing is, right? An artist also knows how to sell themselves. Yeah. And. That's why those people are able to sell those pieces because they're going to make you think that... Funny story, right? The Brooklyn Museum had an exhibit where they had... It was an exhibit on Basquiat. And it was... I guess they had found a bunch of his notebooks. Right? And so they took pieces from the notebooks and put them on the walls or whatever. When I tell you... (laughs) This nigga. <laughs> there was a point, right, where there was one piece where there was literally, it was a notebook, and there was three lines. My nigga. That's it? I said, what the fuck is this? What? Like, why, why are we showing this? And then... The museum then went to try to explain what the fuck these three lines were. What was when the I t- It was three lines. You know when you was in school and you, you know when you used to do like the S thing where you used to start with three lines on yeah, top and yeah. then three lines in the middle and then three lines. It, it was just three lines. Literally, I swear to God, it was three lines. What was the explanation? I don't know. <laughs> I thought, I was just like, it's my, yeah. mind you, a whole exhibit, literally 
some of the things he just wrote a word on. It was like the word could have been like confused. He was in a state of confusion. <laughs> Mind you, this place is packed, right? <laughs> Basquiat was a great artist. Like, they have to sell of it. course, Basquiat was an artist. Yep. He was one of the greats, right? Yep. yep. But my nigga. Let's like they could have when I tell you they could have kept them um entries. Mm-hmm. It was literally like scribbles. Just scrib- like I just want if you've been there, you know. It was scribbles. What was the crowd reaction? Oh my god. Everybody was sitting down, everybody was taking pictures. I said, Oh my god. No. But is that not the dope thing about being an artist, though? You have people who imagine, like, are like, quote-unquote enthusiasts and un- quote-unquote understand everything. And then there's people like me who are like, what the fuck is this? Why the fuck y'all got me here? What the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, I always, because my ex-boyfriend is in the art, and I, I told him from the get, like, listen... <laughs> I, I'm not gonna be one of these girls that's sitting up here acting like I give a shit. Of, you know what I'm saying? Like it's nice. I put it in my house when I get one when I can afford it. <laughs> but I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like I can acknowledge when something is beautiful, but that's about it. Yeah. I'm not doing no more. Like nah, I'm not. No. It's. I it mean, if you can at least relate to it, then you're like, okay, like, you know, like I, I can, cannot I can relate. What am I? What am, relate to a scribble? <laughs> Three lines, like yo. If, I wonder if I wonder what he would. I wonder what he would think. You know, if he was looking at, if he's just like looking down, like down. He probably would have said, like, "I, I never." <laughs> he probably thought, "Oh, about the the entries, right?" Yeah. Cause <sighs> he probably been like, "Why the fuck they got this, right?" Because it was just his his entries. It was like they just found a bunch of his notebooks and wow. put them out for people to look at. I feel like he would have more appreciated like his art because his art is amazing mm-hmm. when you see it, right? Mm-hmm. But it was just his notebook entries. He could have he could have not wanted people to see that. And Probably, they found it and they yeah, like, that's yeah. true. Because you know, people also find art and just put it out there. To, Especially being being an artist, right? You want to put something out that. Yes, artists are super controlling. Right. And you want to put yeah. Yeah, like they sit on things for years. Like. So they, imagine once you pass and people are showing things that you 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 would have yeah. wished they were not showing. I wonder uh, if they even think about that. I mean, they I mean, don't. People mo- want to make money. People yeah, there's money involved, so that doesn't even matter. But that's that's something to think about. Like, maybe the artist didn't want to show that, right? right? But you know, I mean, you don't get to control that when you're on your way out. You mm-hmm. say, I hope they don't find, or you have something stashed somewhere. You're like, I hope they don't find it. And they find it. Like this yeah. is art. And then also, like Basquiat was like on a lot of drugs, and it's just like he probably was like, my nigga, I was right. high. Like I scribble. <laughs> like uh, like show the real shit. Like who killed? Like. Like, why did not burn that shit? Like, why? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he up there like, why? <laughs> oh, he probably be sitting at the end of the uh, the people who, the contributors, like yeah. at the end of their bed, his ghost like, oh, trucking asshole. That was a scratch notebook. Are you, yeah, like, you really gonna put my sh- Welcome to um, artistry, and you know, it's, but- and, and and as an artist, right, your stuff is more valuable when you're no longer here. 
That's. I also think. I that's don't know how I feel up. about. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know. It's like I feel happy for people who like cause. Yeah. Who are able to like, you know, produce and be here and see how people go crazy for his shit. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, like, as an artist, um, you want to be able to experience people having, you know, appreciate your your your. Art. Yeah, because you think about like um, Pablo, right? Yeah. He was. I think he was like poor. Mm. Um, I mean, our most artists, right? Yeah, and now his work sells for millions, and it's just like, damn! Don't give up. But I think, I think in his time, he also made a lot of money. Mm. But I forgot because I literally watched like a whole special on him. But I know there was a point where like nobody was buying his shit. He did not have no money. He was like fucking. And I think that was near his death. Like he was in debt. He didn't have wow. no money. Like he didn't have shit. Welcome All he had was like street. his art, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, but okay. I guess that's what they say. Um, star. You know, they they coined the term "starving artist," which is like, I'm indifferent about that saying. I don't. I don't think that's encouraging. As an artist, that's not. I get it, but it shouldn't be like a coin thing. Cause it's like a thing, like starving artists, like oh, just because you're an artist, you should be starving, or you're supposed to starve. Nah, I think there are some people. I think there are some people who don't want to give in to like the world. And yeah. Why? Why are we so focused on paying bills? Like there are people who are like more no. focused on the quality of, of life, life. No, versus absolutely. how much they make absolutely. and working. Which I, I'm here for the balance, right? Yep. I'm here for having a great life but also paying his rent because i'm not gonna hold you i don't want to be in the street you yeah. know what i'm saying like and i'm gonna do what i have to do to like make sure i am not you yeah. know or you know yeah i just can't i think it's but also about your you know your, up, it's, your upbringing it's mindset. yeah because mm-hmm. if you if you come from right if you come from a place if you come from a back or if your background involves um um what do you call it? What's the word? Um, lack of, I don't know, like wealth or, you know, just money. If you come from somewhere you you hadn't had much, mm-hmm. having less isn't that big of a difference. But if you come from a home that you've been provided, someone provided for you, and one day you don't have it, you'd be devastated. Some people will go crazy. Right. Um, so I think it's just about where, you know, where you're used to or where you come from and how you're willing to um or if you care to get out of that you know because there's some people there are artists out there who are just like they don't they're homeless but they're, they're still doing what they love and they're absolutely happy yeah i watched i watched this youtube video um this girl super talented black girl um and she was just like she was with this other guy i don't know how i found this video she was this other guy and she was like i'm home she was saying i'm homeless and I wouldn't have it any other way. So I left my I left my home, my house, my family, and I've been on the road. And super talented at playing the guitar, incredibly talented. And at the same time, you can tell the freedom. You can feel the freedom of what that she's feeling, having you know, being where she is. And I feel like maybe you know, their artists all like that. Maybe their world is so complicated that the best place to be is somewhere where there's no pressure. Yeah. There's no judgment and there's, you know, you can just do whatever you want and be who you are. 
Yeah. Sounds yeah. cute, but a nigga like me need a balance. Like, I still need a nice Chanel bag. With. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Meek Mill got released from jail. That's just up. I'm so tired. Welcome home, uh, buddy. I know. Talking about Meek Mill and this fucking judge and how she ain't shit and all this shit. So, con- kudos to me. Stay out of fucking, like, don't Stay even let them cops look at you. Like, I don't know if you, like, just stay out of, live in a cave. Like, just. I think it's all, it's, it's, he has an interesting story. You know, he, he had a tough growing up and he worked hard to get where he is. And he's just been on this roller coaster. Of, nah, that legal system. Once you get in, bullshit. they don't want you to live no life. Like, wow. once you, get, that's why it's hard for felons to get jobs. That's why, you know what I'm saying? Like, once you're in that that uh, jail system or whatever, they want you to stay in that system. And you they know, do. They try to act like, oh, we want to reform and we want to help, blah, blah. But, like, no. My nigga been on parole for over ten years. Who's on parole for ten years? For ten years. Like what? Like you're bound to fuck up within those ten years. You have to think about it. Like mm-hmm. you have to think. You have to think in that mindset of like, why would someone ever give somebody parole for ten years? Oh, because they know nobody's gonna be perfect in ten years. Nobody. I don't like. You would have to literally stay in your house. Yeah. Right. And not have any contact because any little contact with the police, you're going to jail. And Especially they know that. Being who he and is. he's a he's a rapper. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be around people that do drugs, people that sell drugs, people that and he's not gonna tell those people like I can't be around or not always. I would right? I would like my all <laughs> you niggas got to go. Because these people fucking with me, I need to get out of here. Like we could connect in about twelve hundred days. <laughs> And nine hours and forty eight seconds, but for right now, I can't. Like, and it's been it's it's unfortunate that it's messed with his music and his business because, you know, look at because Meek could have put out like maybe like five bodies of work by now, but but trust me, this the get back is, is gonna be lit. Like, I hope so. Everybody's ready for Meek. They're hyped for Meek. I don't think Meek has given us a bad work of art. Yeah. Um. From the beginning to the end, I feel yeah. like he's been very consistent. I, I don't. I, I think he's just gonna get back to the money. I think he's gonna move, move smarter going forward. I hope so. Um, hopefully, this case gets like everything is. It gets to the point where everything is done. He's no longer on parole. He could live his life, mm-hmm. and you know, imagine, it's a lesson learned. Imagine doing. I mean, when you come from when you come from the street, you 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 kind of have no no. As a kid, right, you don't have the ability to decipher. You know, like, oh, I'm gonna do better. Uh, you know, you get to be you. You have to be a kid. You'd have to get that out. Mm-hmm. And then you grow up to be, quote unquote, successful. Let alone a celebrity, and you're still kind of living the same life that you were living when you were a kid in the hood. That must suck. And you have money. You you have the you know, you're on a different level. Yeah, but, you're but still, you still feel like you're you stuck. still feel yeah. But that that's what I'm saying. Like mentally that's, but that's that has what they to be crazy. To do. Like that's they, worse. Like than, that judge like 
You have to understand when these people like lock up these artists, these young black men, right, who are in these positions that are like once in a lifetime who hire, who probably have a staff of over like a hundred and they feed so many people. Right. These people know that when they put you in jail for two years, five months, that they are shutting off the money well, like. Everyone swarming, everyone trying to figure out what to do, how to keep things consistent, you know. That's tough. Everyone's all over the place. Like, and imagine if you got kids. It's just, I'm telling you, these people know exactly what they're doing when they um, put art, when they give these artists these like crazy sentences. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, my nigga, you know, it wasn't that deep. Like, not, not only, chill. not only can't you create, you can't make money. That sucks for an yeah. artist. That's like, that's worse than jail. And then you're in jail. So imagine. And I'm, I, just imagine how bad it feels like when you have a whole team. Like when you have people who hmm. bust their ass for you daily, mm-hmm. and you're like, damn, for the next. Two years, you have to find something new. You know what I'm saying? And mm. all this person, no, this person kind of like lives to work for you. Right. Like they depend on you. Like that's tough, man. Mm-hmm. That's tough, and I'm glad he's out. And uh, I am that, too. That, no more tough. trouble. No more bullshit. Let's like, hope so, right? Let's hope so because it seems like he has a target on his back. I could not take one more update about that shit. Like I was like, the judge said what? I didn't even know he was free until I looked on. His lawyer was doing interviews with Hot ninety seven, and I I was like, no, I'm tired. I saw that today. I was like, let me know when that nigga get out of jail. So I mean, that's that's like really really dumb. Um, so we were talking about mental health a lot. One thing I wanted to say is like, I know it sounds so funny, but y'all, we gotta pray for a little bow wow. Cause the nigga is <laughs> tweeting that he don't want to be here no more. That's a little he done crazy. with his life. Fuck everybody. I, I agree and with. I agree with. Um, because I think Lil du- Duvall had had a comment about, and I think Lil Duvall took that on a serious note to say, "Dude, you have a you have a following." I mean, Logic was just got on stage the other day to to say, even that was a tough song to listen to, um, to say. Don't kill yourself, and you're someone is looking up to you, and then you're publicly saying you don't want to be here. Right, and then there are there's people no who reason like, for you to say that who feel like they don't want to be here either. Right, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like it kind of the, the 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 idea or the the being a celebrity when you're a celebrity you you kind of become you know the people's pet you know the example. Mm-hmm. I mean that's part of your celebrity. So imagine so what you do they're gonna do. What you say, they're going to follow. You know, I feel like every artist, or I think it's interesting that artists have diehard fans that are like go hard for them no matter what they say, what they right. do. It's like, I'm your biggest fan and I'll do whatever to whatever. Um, so for so you to creepy. come out like, I'm and a fan, say that, <laughs> for bro. you to come out and say that, that was like, you didn't have to publish that. Yeah. It's like, Sometimes we kind of see like, oh, this person, all they want is like attention. Oh, it's so annoying. Like, and that's like uh, in style, But then man. sometimes like this person really wants to walk off a ledge. Like this person really does not want to be here anymore. Right. This person is really at their last like wits. Like they, 
they really like they really mean fuck everything and i think we take everything as a joke until the person actually dies right yeah. um remember that kid from fit that used to wear like the dice bow tie yes and he committed suicide that was crazy that to me. story was fucking i must have read that I, story like because i knew him i, I had, hung like, out with him in his dorm okay so i'm gonna make this story quick but there was a kid who went to fit and he was talented he um, was he was he was a really nice person and he was really nice but like he had the he so he had the dice uh bow ties, the, but he also did art. Yeah. Cause I remember one time he invited me to his dorm and mm. he showed me a painting and shit was gorgeous. Like I was like like wow. And I remember he also was selling his paintings on the street mm-hmm. and was getting paid like yeah. pretty good money. He was like me and celebrities. And, and he all met that a stuff. bunch of celebrities or whatever. But so for like I guess like a week he was going around assaulting Asian, Asian women. women yeah um and they were looking for this guy who was like assaulting Asian women and then he decided to he hung himself by way of an elevator In like an elevator shot. he tied himself up to I guess so when the elevator went up it who does it who killed does him that? But one of the things he did is before he passed away, like, so he planned his suicide. And what he did was he set up a blog. And basically the blog, I think hmm. it's still running to this day. The blog, so he made a bunch of posts. And literally on a, like, the day he, like, a few days after he passed away, like, one of the posts went up and he was like, yeah, I'm dead, but here's my blog. Like, very, like, eerie. It's just, like, the whole... From the whole thing, you can tell like he was an intelligent kid. Mm-hmm. He just needed help. Yeah, and it's like I, I I couldn't believe it because I had conversations with this kid. Yeah, and just speaking to him, I would have never thought he would be. So something he must was have going through some them. things. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, he Christ. was. He, Cause I'm like, why is he assaulting Asian women? But he said he was trying to date a bunch of Asian women, yeah. and they wasn't giving him no play. Yeah. And I'm like, but you don't then just go hit them in the face when they're walking. It was. I think he just, he was at a tipping point. Yeah, um, he was. I think he definitely needed some help. But I think the blog is still going. Like, it still posts. I couldn't believe. I remember I used to just be, like, when I, when I found the story, I was. Just I was like, blog, I had I was, to look at it a few times. Cause I was just like, wait, wait, wait. I've hung out with this person. He wanted to work with me. Like, that's. I had a kind of had a relationship. I used to, we used to text each other and it's, yeah, it it was just so sad. And I kept thinking like, man, I wish, I wish I knew, you know, like he just, maybe he needed to be around people. And I don't think he really had family like that, if I could remember. Yeah, I think he was, or he was, was, I don't think he was connected with his But it's so funny because like. But he was such like a bubbly person. Yeah, he was. Like he would. For the most part, in 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 college, I remember him just being like a happy, creative dude. Like he yeah. walked around with his girlfriend. I remember um, wearing these like bow ties, and he was just. Like, I remember the bow in the bow, but a lot of people were wearing the bow ties. Yeah, like, the bow ties were on TV. They were yeah, like he was really Mr. Bow Tie or something. I was like, like yo, that. he's doing big things. Like Sean, it's. I was so sad to hear that. I mean, it's unfortunate that 
you know, he resorted to violence. No one should, you know, but that that was that was that was a, a little. Yeah, I think that was a situation where, like, I don't know, maybe maybe because we weren't super close, like that close with him, that we didn't know. Maybe there were some people that he expressed it to, but um, yeah, that was. I remember I was just like, whoo, like, like, whoo, this is Sean. Like, I was like, Sean. Um, how? So yeah, that's why I say like, pray for little Bow Wow, cause he's probably going through some shit that we have no idea about, and we could all look at it like, dude, why are you going at it this? Like, why are you going about it this way? And if yeah. you need help, seek a psychiatrist, blah blah. But maybe he's like calling out for help, and like he just wants, I don't know, what's the little motherfucker name? Um, <laughs> the nigga. Which one? So so deaf, Jermaine Dupri. Maybe he yeah. was calling Jermaine Dupri all day. And he wouldn't hit him back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Um, and then again, Kanye West. They're saying like Kanye West crew that, is like that. Just goes to show you, like, you know, I know we all strive for like success and you know as much money as we can get, but like, could it be that like it ain't all what it's meant to be? You know, like. You have, you have what other people want, but you're still at a. That's why you have to love yourself, man. You have to take the time to like. F- and you find out what makes you, you happy. You need people that's that. around you that really fuck with you. Yeah. Even if it's just one person that could look at you and be like, "My nigga, you tripping." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just one person. Like it don't gotta be a group of people, but I really do feel like everybody needs somebody that been with them for a mad long that feels comfortable having those type of conversations. conversations. That's not and probably scared as a, of, as a celebrity, of, it's quote, probably unquote, even getting more. fired. Yeah. That could be like that could be like, bro, I don't know what the fuck you smoking, yeah. but like, nah, my nigga, you gotta come down from this. You get what I'm saying? Like. Um, yeah, you gotta but pay even attention us as regular people, right? We need real people around us. You need, need you gotta, people. you gotta pay attention. You gotta be invested into the people that mm-hmm. are around you. You know, like pay um, attention. You need people who don't just see you as an, uh, as a paycheck, mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, just doesn't see you as anything that like can benefit them. Like you need somebody that just is like sees you as just like a regular person. Yeah, and I think that's the problem with being a celebrity is that you always look like you can right. benefit somebody. It's like, oh, you can help me with this. You can right. do this. You can do. You get right. what I'm saying? They don't really view the person as a person. Like, so they said Kanye West like fired his whole management team, and he, uh, so he had a conversation with Ebro, Ebro from Hot ninety seven lately. Hmm? Late as of late? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so Kanye was called up to the radio station. So I guess they hyped. They're like, oh, we're about to get an interview with Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> he probably called him and cursed them out. Yo, no. <laughs> Kanye West gets on there. Well, Ebro has said like Kanye West had like cursed everybody out and he heard them in the background, but this was another phone call. So Kanye West calls the radio station. They're like, Hey Kanye, what's up? Kanye was like, I love you, bro. So Ebro like, mm, I love you too. Like Giving all love. Like, so what's up? What's going on? He like, I love you, bro. And Ebro like, okay. Um, so what's up? Like, like, I guess he thought he was kind of going to like get this interview, um, out from him. And so one of the things, so Ebro had a conversation with Kanye West and he like did an interview, but this wasn't, I guess this wasn't like on the radio station. 
I think I think Kanye West is like doing his rounds because he announced all these albums that he's working on and mm-hmm. his album. Mm-hmm. And so like everyone saw him in the pictures with Charlemagne, the God. Uh, he did an interview with him, so I guess he also did an interview with Ebro from Hot 97. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he was saying was like, yo, when I was going crazy and addicted to opioids, like nobody was fucking with me and blah, blah, blah. And Ebro Kanye was like, said that? Yeah, in the interview or whatever. And Oh, shit. But when I was just like, damn, it was like that bad. But then now you understand with like all his rants and him going crazy and blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, it was probably hot out of his mind, like, popping pills, you know? You, know? you can't, it's, you can't really, I mean, it doesn't really make sense to judge or to make a conclusion um, of someone who you don't see on a daily basis or who, whose life you don't know. Because mm-hmm. there's just like, and it's like, as far as celebrities goes, you just don't know. And I feel like the more popular you are, the more influential you are, it's that much more impactful. You know, you're 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 that much more vulnerable to um insanity because it's just a lot of people you can't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. You make a mistake, it's everywhere. You you gotta be and I watched I watched the interview I watched an interview with Kanye. It was like a black and whitish, I forgot what, what it was. Um and he was talking and every question he kind of to me it didn't he didn't really answer the question. He just wanted to talk. But that's him. That's though. him, right. And I was just listening, I'm just like Kanye just wants to like express himself. He wants people he here's the thing, right? He wants to be one of those people that just says how he feels at any given time, mm-hmm. but he still wants everybody to love him OD, right? Right? Like, he wants to offend you, but he also still wants to get a hug from you right. at the end of the day. And he don't understand why a lot of people are like, no, nigga, fuck you. Because <laughs> one of the things that he said to Ebro was, like, about how much he loved Trump. And it's like, what? You know what I'm saying? And, like, so, again, he wants to have those type of conversations mm-hmm. And say shit that makes people look at him like, you know, everyone says he's in quote unquote a sunken place, right? He wants to say shit and then he still wants love, right? And we ho- we only hold on to Kanye West because we like the music. Hmm. Other than that, and okay, you might like the Yeezy shit or whatever. But other than that, when he opened his mouth, well, he just did a series of tweets that was pretty good where he yeah. said some, you know, some inspiring shit, yeah. right? Yeah. But then... He doing these interviews where he say how hard he fuck with Trump. So you be like, damn, I fuck with you. And then you put your arms down. You're like, yeah. That's just not the right time this to, to say something. This nigga still this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time you think, I don't know. I just feel like Kanye is one of those people that he's not a we give him a pass for shit. his greatness. Like, yeah. we're like, we love all of these albums that you made. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why I fuck with Kanye. Mm-hmm. Anything else, I can't be bothered. Yeah. Like, you doing all this extra shit, I can't be bothered with it. But when when these albums come out, I'm going to download them because I know they're going to be great. Yeah. Like, But We're other than that, to the art. I can't get into nothing else because the nigga's crazy. Yeah. He needs some help. Uh, Kim need to be real with him. And everybody needs to be real. Everybody be real. Because the nigga looking crazy. I don't, I don't know how much realness Kim could... I think it's just... I don't know. She'd be like, babe, you know, I know... Um, I think she probably I know it's all about me, but like, 
you know, you're looking very crazy. Uh, like, just be real. Like, however you want to say it, like, be re- I don't know if she got to send a nude before she let him know to calm him down. <coughs> Pop a titty out. Show an ass cheek. Like, bring that nigga back down to life. Like, or maybe, I don't know, she just as much as a, like, crazy as him. So, maybe she see everything he see. And it's, like, maybe they see each other. Like, maybe they they, they It's connect. hard. It's hard to give Kim. So... Kim does everything but speak. And, like, you, you, you see how people are... I mean, she does speak. I don't really watch her show, but... There are people who have rea- uh, reality shows, and there are people who speak on things, like, where you're like, oh, I can relate to that. You really never see Kim doing that. I mean, you know, or, like, giving advice or, like... Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can't imagine... And then look at Kanye West's background for most of his life he's been in a totally different environment Mm -hmm. i don't know how much advice she's able to give him and but i think if that's your man right you should be i don't think even think it's about advice i think it's like yo if you gotta look over at the person that you you eat breathe sleep fuck you know you you produce a whole mini motherfuckers with this person like you should be able to be like babe i think you a little crazy right now they you know, get. Uh, I think like you out your goddamn mind. You get what I'm saying? Well, the like, Kardashian get paid for being crazy. So can you imagine? Mm, I mean, you know, it's, you know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what you know. They probably egg him on on you know on speaking his mind. You know what I'm saying? Which is there's yeah, nothing like, wrong with that. Yeah, keep it real. Yeah, man. like, like or be yourself. Uh, you and are at a point in your life where you could keep it real. Like sh- yeah, yeah. I, but why at people the same do shit time. like that? Yeah, like, no, fuck and, everybody. Like you could do this. And, and, like and you know what what sucks is there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, I think. Maybe they need to have an understanding of where Kanye, Kanye comes from, or you know, like who he. I think it's I think it's messed up that his relationship with with Jay Z is kind of broken right now. I think that's yeah, significantly. It, it would be nice alarming. if I feel like Jay Z would be the one that be like, "You looking at, like bring it back." You get know what I'm saying? Like, right. He would be the one. That, so like let's say. Uh, J and B, for example, you see how they move. They not they don't show up just to anywhere. They don't respond to certain things. It's just you know you see the pattern. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? And th- it's not a coincidence or it's not arbitrary that B- Beyonce doesn't show up or their kids doesn't play. The their, their kids don't play together. All of that. There's a reason why all of those things are oh, in place. Oh, of course. And we can only say from the outside looking in, like, we could be like, oh, Beyonce doesn't want to be associated with, you know, that family. Or, right. oh, Jay-Z's not with the shit. So, oh, they're too public for uh, Kim and Kanye or, or Kim. Because mm-hmm. Kanye, still, Kanye still keeps his privacy, right? Um, we don't really see him too much. Uh, but oh, Kim's too public, and you know I would hate to be around her. And she tried some shit, or you know, or yeah. paparazzi came around swarming. Like that's just not the type of life they live. But I, I definitely think that says a lot because I think we all have friends, and all of our friends are different, and we know who our friends mm-hmm. are, and our friends don't surprise us. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that takes away from like. Letting kids play together. You get what I'm saying? Like, because if we're family, 
why can't our kids play together? If you mean, get what I'm saying? Like, there must be a bigger issue. Yeah, yeah. definitely. They I feel like a, Beyonce is the bad guy. I feel like Beyonce be like. Mm, I think Beyonce is just she's Beyonce a black like, woman. Who ain't going over there with them? I them think she, she she has she's a she's a black woman raising a in a in a black house and she has she's she's seen things that we haven't seen her mm-hmm. things that we haven't seen Agreed. and she probably doesn't feel comfortable you know because you know what it is also like kids are like sponges they they absorb that's everything and, and like maybe, celebrity kids and i'm pretty sure that's even more you know it's even more of a sensitive kids when it comes to a celebrity kid celebrity kid and i think as a celebrity you there's so much more pressure to to keep your kid you know, or to, yeah, to keep your kid in a certain light or to, to raise your kid in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Because anything they do, anything you, at, at one point, they're going to be out there on their own. Right. Hanging out with who they're going to hang out with, doing what they want to do. And, you know, you only have a certain amount of time to get them ready for that or, you know, where they're not out there acting crazy and then it comes back on you. Or, you know, just their safety, period. Right. No, I agree. Um, yeah, so I think it's just like a cultural thing. And I think with Kanye... Maybe it's not he wants to make it work, maybe, or he feels like he relates to her. He has whatever dream he has. That, Kim? Yeah, whatever he I thinks. I feel like Kanye told us exactly what he was going to do in his songs. Like, when I get on, you know, yeah, I still watch that video, and I wonder, like, does he ever watch that video? He know it. He Listen. Because that's like, that was a joke at that time, but now it's real. <laughs> Now um, it's now it's true. So it's like I don't know how much he watches that video, and I don't know if he maybe he was serious at that time. Maybe you never know. Yeah, I mean, I don't have time to be fucking with Kanye West. Honestly. You know what? Maybe he thought like Kim was the female version of him. I don't know. Oh yeah, he know. always says that. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. But listen, but that was let like, her deal like with that a, crazy on, shit on a fashion tip. Let's let her know. deal with that crazy shit. Oh, you you want you want a crazy black man? Yeah, take him like yeah, like yeah. Just you know, take it, take it, take it. Black um, black men are in style. Clearly. <laughs> uh, so a listener, one of you, one of the listeners had added me under a video of Fabulous and Emily B at Coachella together, mm. and they asked me to speak on it. And I'm just gonna say this one thing. I'm gonna help you escape once. <laughs> Once you go back to that nigga, sis, you are on your own. And I'm pretty sure that's how Emily friends feel. I'm pretty sure that's how her family feel. Like, y'all, like, she been with Fab since, I think if they said from since 2002. Like, if that's the shit she want to deal with, fine. God bless. Like, I kind of have nothing to say about situations like that. It's just like, yo, people, let people love who they want to love. How it turns out, how it works out for them, only time will tell. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't. I can't say I give a shit. <laughs> I uh, think it's an interesting situation. I think, you know, if you watch the video where he was, um, I think it's so much more deep than what the media has shown us and what they have shared with us. Um, oh, yeah. You know, sure. it's been, we haven't seen Fab flip out that way ever. No. We haven't heard the scandal. Which I think why it's so easy for him to slip out of it, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. At the same time, I I feel like it's, I don't know, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's been, I feel like 
he's either been patient about this where it's been kept in the family mm-hmm. to the point where it pushed him to the to you know to the edge um that's not saying that what he did was right but there's a reason for everything mm-hmm. i i don't I try not to make conclusion on situation where I don't have all the facts, but I think it's very interesting that he threatened his father-in-law the way he did and his demeanor in that situation. It's, it's alarming and there's more to the story than not, you know? Um, and if she's back with him and she must know what it is and she must be okay with how it's, you know, it's been, she must know you know, I think maybe she she knows. Who knows? Maybe she did what she did to push his button. Maybe she... You just never know. I don't it's know. Just, I could always tell from the the Love and Hip Hop show that Emily B, beautiful woman, low self-esteem, honestly. And I, I'm not saying that's the whole situation, but, like, that's what she is. Hmm. Um, you know... I just hope for the best. Like I, hopefully he never touches her again. If he ever touched her in right. that way, um, hopefully you know maybe this was a situation where like they found love and like they'll move on and be together and maybe we'll we'll probably never hear anything again. We won't ever hear anything again um, oh, you know, about them. It, but it might be it might be one of those situations where people get used to each other and. She might have not done anything wrong or done anything to to make him upset. It might have been, you know, his own insecurity to Mm -hmm. to have pushed him to the edge. But I think a big uh, fact about this is the fact that when people are with each other for a long time, what are they going to do? He's gonna wake up, you know. You've been with somebody for ten years, and you wake up one day and you. Start you be my ass, up. yes. I'll be like, <sighs> bye, or I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that I don't. I don't think anybody is worth my mental. Yeah. And, no, it is. Um, it is about your mental strength and for sure. I've never. I I'm not scared to leave any situation, no matter how much I love you. I will go home every night and fucking cry alone but like i know that it's going to be better Mm -hmm. than the situation that i was in and i'm willing to just slowly wean myself off of the person in the situation um because i don't know i just think after after time it fucks you up and i think it certainly does it's certainly all you know those experiences your experience make make or break you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, there are some women who had who haven't had a <clears throat> a male presence in their lives. So when there is a male presence in, in the form of a significant other, they have to play all of those roles. Mm-hmm. Um, in Emily B's situation, it seems like her father's there. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't there for I, a certain amount of time. I just think or, Fab is like her weakness, and I think right. I think when you are dating a celebrity um even though i think she's a celebrity in her own right right Right, yeah um but i think sometimes people think they can't do better or they don't why start over yeah especially when you have kids with someone and you know i think i think a lot of people sacrifice their happiness for love and i've Hmm. always thought that that was bullshit and that's ironic i've always (laughs) i've i've always said um you know, 
It's about the quality of your situation. It's not that you're in a situation. It's the quality. Right. Um, Because every, you know, we could all be with somebody. But are we happy? Are we in love? Does this person add to our lives? Maybe some people's happiness isn't love. Maybe their happiness is being security. Yeah, that's true. Right? We all... you've never had love in your life... Everything is different. And subjective to the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But um, I think... I think there's two emotions that are always very clear. And that's happiness and sadness. Yeah. And... (laughs) (laughs) You know what you feel when you feel it. Yeah. And you know what feels right and you know what feels wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think... You know, uh, there no, there are a lot of people who are willing to like put their happiness to the side just to for just to feel like they're in a you know just to look like they're in a happy situation, quote unquote, or just to just because they don't want this person to be with anybody else, or just because they're scared of starting over, right? But I don't know. I've always and maybe but I don't know maybe because I've only been in love with one person. Like I'm kind of like you could leave type of person like yeah. i don't give a fuck yeah. um and it takes me a long time to actually love somebody and care about somebody mm-hmm. so i don't know I, it's just easy for me to be like i'm not happy and i gotta go yeah um point blank and, like i don't give a fuck you could go and i think that has a lot to do with you know of course your past it's you know it's part of your resume so mm-hmm. um yeah it some people i think <clears throat> and I'm not a lover. Like I'm not in love with love. I'm not obsessed with love. There's that too. Yeah, yeah. There's like I, w- I want to be in love. Like it's definitely on my list of things. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not obsessed with it. I, it's right. not what I live for. It's not. I don't love love. I think it's great. I think it's beautiful. And I think people but... also have a definition. Different people have different definition of what love is. Mm-hmm. You know, love can be like you know googly eyes, butterflies, and love can also be having something you've never had yeah good or bad but you at least you got it oh yeah sure you know so it it, it, i think it's based on what love is to you um and some people have love and they destroy and some people have love and they you know uh cherish it and people go out there for looking for love for all different kind of reasons and i i personally don't understand why um, you know, like in, for example, in uh, abusive relationships, why um, women, well, I understand why a, a woman, I think I understand why a woman would say, would stay. maybe, right, they are, they are a lot more fearful of saying, of walking away from the situation and quote unquote walking away, which isn't really walking away. He might come after you. Um, you know, he might hurt you, he might hurt your kids, or you just never know what's going on in those four walls when that person is alone with that other person. And but I also feel like living like that every single day. Right. You know, like every single day. You get what I'm saying? Like either he gonna kill you or you gonna kill him. So That's their norm. Sis, you might have to pack your shit and run away. Like you might have to plan an escape. Like you might have to do everything in your power to you know, get out of that situation because your kids are watching. You get what I'm saying? And people you know, don't, your people daughter don't or your lenses. son might think like, oh, that's the norm. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, think, think about why some parents curse around their kids and some don't. 
They some don't care. See, okay. So, right. Cursing, right? Right. I really don't know if cursing really make all that difference. Right. Not saying, like, I think words like fuck and, like, asshole. I don't mm-hmm. think I would be a big cursor around my kids because mm-hmm. I know I would try to watch my mom. Like, I wouldn't be like, that's a bitch. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do shit like that, right? right? Yeah. But I'd probably be like, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just being real. No. <laughs> but, I get it. Because then... It's like you think about the music you play in the car. It's like, right. damn, dude, everything got to be fucking clean. Or like, you, you ever been in the train where, um, or in public and somebody's just trolling their kids, just like talking to them like an adult. Just like, you do, just like, just. Oh, de- like you want to be bad? Yeah, just audibly defeating them. Mm-hmm. Just, just like, oh, vocally defeating them. Just, just saying crazy. He's not processing. He or she's not processing that. How you think they're processing it? Mm. And they're gonna. That becomes your norm. Right. Right. So if that's your norm, and in the then future you, you like end up in that mad, situation, and somebody's somebody calling you wrong, you should yell. You basically become numb to it. You should get in their ass when. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. You know. Yeah. You could get people get numb to that name calling, um, disrespecting, um, abusive. If you've been abused in, as a child, being abused as a, as as, a, as an adult isn't that you've you've already been through the hurt. Right. At that point, you're numb. You're numb to it. What you don't want is for that person to leave you because that's the thing you fear the most. Right. And you have kids. You have um, uh, parents who say, you know, you want to cry? I'll leave you in this store. And then the kid start crying because that kid does, you know, they don't want to get left. So in the future, when somebody's abusing you physically and mentally, and you're like, you're not, you're already numb to that. Your biggest fear is for that person to leave but you. Then they also need to fucking learn, right? Right. You also gotta teach your kid a lesson and how you're gonna do if that. If you you've taught your kid that lesson. I, my mom was a chill mom. Right. Um, but. No, I get it. I do think a lot of, of course, a lot of the reasons, a lot of the reasons why we are who we are and we do the things we do is because of how we were raised, our childhood. Mm-hmm. But I also think that we all get to a point in life, even though I know there are some things emotionally that will never leave us mm-hmm. because it's just something that happened in our lives that possibly traumatized us, whether it was in a like a good way or a bad way. It was just mm-hmm. something that forever is in us, right? Yeah. But I think when you get to a certain age, you kind of have to like, you know right from wrong. Do you? I I think you should. You should. I think, you should. I think you should get on Google and <laughs> say, can I hit a bitch? <laughs> Press enter. And then look. Like, nah, okay, that ain't cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay, can't hit a bitch. One, two... But I can't do... You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think we all get to a certain age, you know, and a, of course when you're 40 and you've seen people in other... Right? I think experiencing life also and seeing other situations around you is also so um, a wake-up call to be I like, oh, okay, you know, maybe I seen this as a kid, but look how this... Per- like, this is a situation... Um, that I am in as a grown adult and mm-hmm. I realized that I can't go about it the way my parents went about it mm-hmm. because I remember my mother or my father or my father having to like leave the house or my mother crying or just you know I it was fucked up let me not go about it that way like you know I see myself reenacting something that happened in the past mm-hmm. and that really fucked my house up mm-hmm. so let me go about this a different way you get what I'm saying like I yeah. feel like when we get to a certain age you have to take like you have to 
you have to acknowledge it and just be like, nah, this is right and this is wrong. And right. I feel like we all have a conscience and we all truly deep down inside know. I'm, Point that, that That's, I think that's, that's true um, for some people um, and to an extent. And I, I really think like, if as a child, I mean, there are some people who've gone through some pretty messed up stuff and as, as, as in, in their youth and became a totally different person um, um, in their adult adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, you know, they're also mentors. I think it's so important to have mentors, to have somebody else to show you something else. Right. Um, because some people never think about people who never leave their neighborhood ever mm. there are people who have never left new york city like haven't experienced no. they haven't left brooklyn yeah, yeah. they haven't left the bronx they haven't left harlem they just they haven't left and when you go to another country and you see how so for instance right um in europe on the on on public transportation they make announcement in about three to four different languages oh dope that doesn't happen here no because them motherfuckers First of all, they barely say anything. Or when they do talk, they be like, good morning. How y'all doing? Right. I'll be like, it's like, damn, it's nice to hear somebody talk. But Jesus right. Christ. And you just went. And then let's let's bring that. Let's scale that down to friends and the people you spend time with. Mm-hmm. If, let's say you're used to going out to 42nd Street to have fun or to, to go eat or whatever. If you've never been to the meatpacking... Oh, did I tell you about the time I sold crack? Not to cut you off. I didn't sell it. I didn't sell it. Okay. Go ahead. You want me to tell this story? I don't hear this. <laughs> I always tell my friend, like, we saw... Like, we was... A, but we didn't. We did not. We did not. My friend met this guy. And... So, we met this guy at a Barclays concert. And he had this book bag. And his book bag was filled with money. I'm like, How you oh. know what's for money? Cause he would like open it to like give us money to go get our drinks. So I'm like, but he would be like, y'all, don't let this bag leave y'all side. Don't let this bag leave y'all side. We like, whatever. We had a concert. We don't give a fuck. He buying us drinks. We have. We literally was like, this night is our best. Night. We didn't plan to go to this concert. We just ended up there. How do you know he could trust you guys with the bag of money? I don't know. You, this, this is the first time you've seen him. First time we met. Listen, not funny. So he was really cool or whatever. And after that night, we all went to our, like, he went home, we went home. So him and my friend kept in contact. So one night he was like, yo, let's do something fun tonight. Y'all meet me on 42nd Street. So we're like, oh, okay, because you know there are, like, Dave and Busters and all that. (laughs) so, So we ain't got shit else to do, right? So we're like, all right, cool. This man, this is when we found out he sold crack. So we're walking down the street, and it's just crackheads following us. Or, like, every time we would... Mind you, I didn't even know that 42nd Street was, like, where crackheads be. I had Yeah, because back in the day, um, and I learned this just, like, late last year or early this year, that 40 Hell's Kitchen mm-hmm. used to be Hell's Kitchen. Prostitute and drugs was that. was It didn't look like 42nd. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. Wow. I had no clue right i'm like why is all these zombies like what the fuck what's going on so he kept saying things like you know meet me here meet me here meet me here like talking to the crackheads like meet me here meet me here. and i'm like so then we went to go get something to eat and we were sitting down in this restaurant 
And it was crackheads outside, like knocking on the window. <laughs> I know. One came to the table and was like, "My nigga, like, come on." Are you, are so, you serious? Yeah. So then he started selling stuff, and so it's like, so me and my homegirl, we like. So I'm like, no, just, I'm wondering if my my homegirl is like, if we both on the same page, like, <laughs> if we know. He looked at her like, if we know <laughs> that we are drug dealers tonight. You get what I'm saying? Because I thought drug dealing was glamorous. But I learned it is not. So we sitting there. And crackheads keep coming in and out. So the owner of the restaurant was like, bro, you know, you kind of got to take that outside. He goes, man, crackheads coming to one table. All the crackheads. He was the only dealer on 42nd Street? So then... We went to Dave and Buster's because he's like, oh, I'm going to take out somewhere. Sorry, cool. We go to Dave and Buster's. It's crackheads following us in Dave and Buster's. So this is, when I, this is when I knew that I had had two, like that my night, that I had seen it all. I'm trying to picture. We was on the escalator and this crackhead was in, in front of him. And the guy reached in his butt, like in his pants. And like pulled crack out of his like butt cheeks and like gave it to the crackhead. Like the dude, it was bad. The, the dude with the money. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? I and I was that. like, bro, I'm so tired. <laughs> like I gotta go home. <laughs> like you not gonna tell me. Like I thought the drug game was like glamorous. Yes. Because I, I hit my friend. I'm like, you didn't catch that shit? Like, well, I'm like, this nigga just pulled crack out his ass. You didn't catch that shit? She like, no, nah, I didn't catch it. I'm like, girl, we got to go home. <laughs> so when we was on our way home, he was like, yo, can I come with y'all? Blah, blah, blah. Yo, I'm texting my friend. I'm like, bro, we cannot have a book bag full of crack in the crib. Anything. Tell this nigga no. Abort. No. Abort. No, I'm not going to jail. I am not an accomplice. Bad enough. Crack has been following us since we met him. No. It's kind of hot. Like, if he has some following. Mind you, he in jail. He back in jail. Been in jail for it. He had just got out of jail, got out. Yo, so, such a nice guy. Like, you can honestly tell that was just how he made his. You get so what I'm saying? Like, he's sitting on the crack and the money. He didn't have anybody else to. And they follow him around the street. That's, Listen, man. Bro. That was what. So I always tell people, I have sold crack before. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Like, did. I was, you know, you like, in, you, I you brokered was, the deal. You, you like, interning I, that day. Yeah. I, again, being an assistant. An assistant. Um. Okay. So there was a question from a listener, and I want to get into it before it. we end the show. Okay. So the subject is parents schmerance. Mm. Dear Lauren, on your past few podcasts, you talked about your experiences with dating guys of different races. And lately I've been thinking about venturing outside of mine. Mm-hmm. I'm a black woman, by the way. But there's something holding me back. My parents. They are pretty stuck on me marrying, marrying um, someone in my own race. And while I'm pretty open to seeing what the world has to offer, I still like to keep their wishes in mind. 
but these wishes are what makes me a bit apprehensive. What if I get serious and my parents don't accept them? You talked about how important it is for you to be with slash marry someone that's black. And while I used to feel the same way, sometimes I feel as if I'm doing myself a disservice by not exploring my options. I love to hear your thoughts. Love your podcast. I've been listening since day one. Thank you. Shout out. out. Um, What do you you think? I feel like. Have you ever been in that situation? No. Okay. My family is the United Nations. Nice. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, but I, I have been in a Okay. This is one situation. When I graduated high school, I was living in Illinois. Okay. And my mom was moving to Texas. Mm-hmm. And they were basically like, either you're going to join the army or you're going to go to school in Texas. But I was like, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to fucking live in Texas. Mm-hmm. Texas born as fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm not living in Texas. Why would I live in Texas? No, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. And I made the decision. Luckily, my grandma lived in New York. And I had applied for a bunch of Texas schools, but I didn't get into any. I bullshitted a lot in high school because mm-hmm. I was like, you're going to pass. Like, I wasn't really pressed and thinking about, like, Oh, I gotta get straight A's to get accepted into the best colleges, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm like more like creative than like taking fucking tests all day. Yeah. Like I, you get what I'm saying? So it wasn't like my main focus. Like I was in high school like reading fashion magazines. Like mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. I didn't give up you give my like I did enough to pass, yeah. but I wasn't a scholar. So of course I wasn't getting into like all of these schools I applied for or whatever. But I just knew I knew Living in Texas was a dub. Like, I was like, not. So, when I got out of school, I told my mom I was going to visit my grandma for the summer. and But I knew I was staying. I have no job, no money. Once my mom realized that, like, oh, shit, you moving to New York. She was like, I'm not supporting you. I'm not helping you nothing. Listen, I think I was in New York for a month. I got a job at Circuit City. Mm Mm-hmm. And I enrolled myself into... Because my grades was not good enough to get into FIT. But I knew I wanted to go to FIT. And I knew I couldn't apply to FIT. Yeah. Because my grades wasn't good enough. So I went to BMCC for like a year and a half. Got nothing but like... Nothing but A's and B's. Nothing lower. Amazing. Like I bust my ass. Paid for BMCC by myself. Mm-hmm. And then I applied for FIT and I went. And I'm... I'm so happy that I did not listen to my mom. And my even my mom said this day, she's like, yo, I'm happy you went and just did what you wanted to do. Because That's so dope. You would have hated living in Texas. You would have hated joining the army. Like, that wasn't your path. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, she was just like, I'm just happy you just, like, you were stubborn. You did what you wanted to do, but, like, she was like, you always kept the job. That's dope you, feedback. You enrolled yourself in back in school. Like, I didn't, you get what I'm saying? Like, I didn't just move and become a bum. Like, no, I was like, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to go to school. Like, I'm going to do the things I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I did it. So, um, um, but I don't, I think the only person you could live for is yourself. And I think that if you want to venture out and explore and date other races, you should. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, if you fall in love with somebody, get there when you get there. But if your parents 
love you. They should be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might take some adjusting. It might be hard, but I don't like. I you know I would hope it's not a deal breaker. Like I would hope it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. What do you think? I'm glad you you know, you started with the school thing and um, your career because I think I had like a similar um, experience. So when I was graduating um, high school, I basically I graduated honors oh, uh, from a from a tech we high were, school. We were two different people. <laughs> but the, the 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 turn in the story was that I was. I guess in my junior year, junior and senior year, I guess I was moving into like the the, the designer kind of world and what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm African, so my parents are African. doctor. Um, actually, my, back at home, my my father was a physics professor, and my mom was a. Um, and back at home, I mean West Africa, Togo, to be exact. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom was an English professor professor they wanted you to be like a teacher in that field or- yeah yeah and i basically you know i, I want to be designer and my father wasn't with it and he was like yeah i'm not supporting that so i said okay and the universe works in great ways and mm. so my assistant principal basically he i guess he understood and related to what i wanted to be because i will i will always share it and i I was always sketching in class and stuff like that if you ask my if you ever run into my high school friends they'll tell you that um and he basically came to me with an opportunity that was like an internship and that internship took me um into um this world of art so i was I went from being around kids that didn't understand what I was doing, would laugh at me or make a joke of it, um, to kids that were artists from music to arts to all that. And then um, there was a internship opportunity, um, which I, I hated talking to people. I, I I was in the back of the that. So we would have like a class kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, some days we'll be in like a class setting and some days we'll be on our internship site. So whenever we were in the class setting, I would just be in the back and they kept asking me to come in the front. And then that led into like an internship opportunity and we had to do a, a panel interview for this for this money. And I hated interviews. I wasn't really good at talking to people. And I said, you know what? I'm not about to ask my parents for this money. I'm not about to borrow it. So let me apply to this. And I applied to it and I had a panel interview with like 10 people. Mm-hmm. Um, with no experience, and I ended up being one of two people that was qualified, that was selected to get the money. Dope. And then I was, I got the money, mm-hmm. and that put me through the entirety of FIT. Oh, and right. So, and my mom was awesome though, because she was like, "I don't understand why you want to do this, but I'll support you because you're my child, and mm-hmm. I'm not just gonna like, whatever." And I stuck to it. And I stuck to it. And in my mind, it's like, I felt like I was expected to fail. Mm. So I had to come through. Right. So I kind of put it on myself. If you're serious about this and you're going to go forward with this and you're sure, then you better come through because if you don't, then you can't say, you can't, you know, you don't have a leg to stand on or to you don't have any argument. Right. So I went forward with what I believed in and, you know, now I'm here and, and I've had great experiences and that put me through a lot of great things. So 
conclusively, I'll say I get it. They're the pressure of, especially when you live with your parents and they are a huge part of your influence. It's difficult to say no and it's difficult to rebel and all of that because it can but be is really, it really uncomfortable. Rebelling when it's well, to them it is. Oh yeah, that's true. To them it is. So it's it's a difficult place to be, but at the same time, you're the one living your life. Yeah. And you don't want to. One thing you don't want to do is resent them for mm-hmm. influencing or telling you to do something that you've done, and now you're like, oh, it's your fault, and I didn't do it a lot. Right. It's a difficult place to be, but you have to kind of. If this, if it is something you want to do, it's important. If it's important to you, then it's important to follow it. Yeah, just like try it out. Try um, it because you, you deserve- might be like my parents were right. Well, right. Let me stick with my right. niggas because either way, like, people is crazy. So either way, you deserve. But the at experience. least give it a try, right? Yeah. Like don't. You deserve um, the experience and learn from it. You know, if you're gonna learn from it, if it doesn't work out. There's nothing wrong with going, you know, going to them and saying, "Hey." Um, I don't think you have to say anything. This be like when they be like, "How's your day in life?" Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, they're gonna no. they're gonna keep asking you, you know, like, "I want to meet that." I you you don't even have to set that up, but I'm guessing this is a girl that's that's yeah, saying this. So. so it's probably even more difficult because you're a girl and they're a lot more protective of you. So yeah. you just want to be, you know, if you're sure this is what you want to do, then do it. Um, and you know, have some discretion about it. Um, try to understand. I think one of the things is, uh, something that's difficult for young people. And I'm saying young people looking back at where I was, we don't see things through our parents' lenses. It's, it's general, it's things are generational. They're speaking from what they've learned. Oh yeah. So you don't get to, yeah, you're, you're seeing it through your eyes. They're seeing it through their eyes. When you get to be a parent, you're probably going to have some of the same person. When you get to be a parent, you get to say, you get to speak on your experience to your kids and you get to like teach them or try to teach them that. Um, but I, I think it's important to get your own experience. I think there are so many other things to worry about that. Like somebody, the race of somebody's spouse is like, who gives a fuck? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, you know that it's very important for me. Like, I always say, like, I've definitely dated outside my race. I've dated, like, four guys of other different races. And I, if anything, I was like, it makes my love stronger for my people. Because <laughs> right. I don't right. think it's anything like um, having someone that gets you and someone that you don't have to explain things mm-hmm. to. And, um... I just think black love is so beautiful. So it's something that like I want to experience. Like I want black kids. Like it's just something that for me, it means so much because I just see how beautiful it is. And I also think sometimes the world, like they don't want us Mm. to continue to to have kids to, to, yeah, yeah. because we are so beautiful. We are so powerful. We, you get what I'm saying? Like, we are so smart. Yeah. And I don't and I'm not saying that you're any less um if you're mixed or anything like like I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I do think that the world, you know, if it's less of us in their minds, it'll yeah. be better right. in a sense. And um I just also want the privilege of 
birthing a black child yeah i just i always <laughs> said like i want little kinky hair babies like i don't know i just don't and maybe because that's what i grew up with um I mean, that's you, what i dream, know your dream is your dream you know yeah but day. i also don't think there's anything wrong with like i feel like love is love and if you meet somebody of a, i always say like if I end up marrying outside my race, that man's gonna be so tired of all the work he had to put in. Cause I'm probably That's gonna, fi- I'm probably gonna fight it. Cause, I'm, cause I just, I have this hope in this dream, but then I also understand that like love is like true love, right? Is a rare thing, and like if right. someone's giving me all I need, right. uh, the last thing I want to say is no because they're of a different race. But black man, please give me all I need. Cause I don't want to. Like I really don't want to. Like don't make me. Don't make me. You know. Um. It's 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 the you know it's it's not easy to try and control your own destiny. Mm-mm. It's you know I believe we have something set out for us. Some of, some of us are right on 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 the money. Some of us aren't. But one thing is for sure. Either way, you're never gonna know unless you try. Yeah, don't block your blessings too. That's another thing, right? Yeah. Because a lot of times we're really loyal to certain situations, mm-hmm. but then there's like this other situation that has like a silver lining yeah. to it and we can't see it because we're so focused on something else. So I would say, yo, go out and have some fun, date, right? Um, men of other races. See if you fuck with it. Yeah. See if you don't. You get what I'm saying? I think don't be. Don't start getting worried or getting nervous, I guess, until the point where, like, you really get super serious with someone, right? right. Because if you go on these dates and in the back of your mind it's your parents, you're never going to be able to build the connection you're looking for. Like, because you're always, you're always kind of going to kind of, you're always going to have this wall up, right? Mm. Because it's something that, like, you kind of want, but you don't know because you're scared of your parents. Mm-hmm. But I think if you just go out there in the mind of, I'm just dating, I'm just having fun, whatever happens, happens. I think if you go out there with that type of mindset, it's going to work out for you better than, like, thinking about everything all at once. Like, what if we get serious? What if we have kids? What if we do? Mm-hmm. Those things will come when they come, if they come. You might like him. You might like these guys. You might not. You might be like, honestly, like like I said previously, you might be like, yo, this was cool, but like, mm-hmm. I love being with um, my race more. Mm-hmm. It's you get what I'm saying. So yeah, don't yeah, get I don't mean, get so don't get so caught up in your parents, cause right, cause nobody can live your life but you. Yeah, and um, we are the only people who we sleep with at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless it's somebody else But I'm saying like Just as a person Like wait We wake up with ourselves We go yeah. sleep with ourselves Yeah And so Like we've been talking about Through this whole episode Like your mental You Your happiness Is everything And it's dope To make your parents happy But I think it's even doper To go to bed at night And to know that you're You are too Making yourself happy You're happy with so, yourself yeah. And your decisions And this might be Yeah this might be The experience that Gives yeah, go you, fuck some other people, man. G- gives you gives you the that is the determining factor for who you you know what race you want to. I mean, it's so I don't know. the The world is a big place, and it is. <laughs> if you you can't, it's you don't do yourself any justice to put yourself in the box. So, if you get your Think about experience. Don't even think about race. Just think about experience. Think about what's important to you. Um, yeah, I think that might be you. Might, you might be limiting yourself to what 
what you deserve or what you're entitled to or what you're supposed to get. Don't yeah, think so much as don't like think so much as like yeah. I feel like a lot of black women we do that, right? I feel like black men are more like, Oh, I don't care what you are, I'll date you, right? Yeah. But I feel like black women we are very loyal and stern and we want a black man and we want black love mm-hmm. and like I don't know. I feel like lately these days it seems so rare. Like sometimes I'll go to a restaurant and I'm just like, wow, I see black men and like white women or Spanish women or whatever. And I'm just like, is there a shortage of black women? Like, am I missing something? And, you know, it's definitely a feeling of like, damn, like my own don't even want me. Like, what the fuck, blah, blah, blah. But I also feel mm. like we could look at it as like, yo, maybe I'm being loyal to some something that ain't too loyal to me. And maybe right. if they trying out new things, I should try out new things too. That's a fact. Um, yeah, go know. with what's important to you. Go with, yeah, if, it race, if race is, I mean, what about race that's so important to you? Do you feel like there's me? a certain... No, I mean, speaking to your, to your listener. Well, I think it's her parents. It's her parents, not her. Well, she says she wants to date outside of her race, right? Yeah, I think she just wants to, like, try new try, things. Try, yeah. Or maybe she's in a situation where she's like, damn, I'm mass single yeah. because, like, black men aren't talking well, to me or whatever. She might already and... be dating somebody that's outside her race. Yeah, it's just like, yo. And she, like, feels like... I feel like it doesn't hurt to try, right? Mm. Because, as I could say for me, I've dated a few guys outside of my race. Yeah. And... I just think it made me realize even more why um, black families are important. Why why having kids with your own is fucking beautiful. (laughs) Like it really made me be like, oh nah, like I I gotta be with my people. You know what I'm saying? And um but you might get with somebody and be like, I'm not you might not even think about none of that. You might just be like, This person is beautiful and this is what I wanna be. You know what I'm saying? Different experiences for different people. Yeah. But I would say like give it a shot like at least i could say i get like it's one thing if i was like nah i would never date outside my race fuck that blah blah no four guys and then i was like you know what not my thing right but i could say i did it i can't i can't front um but don't ever be one of those people who kind of didn't do it just because your parents didn't want you to do it like fuck it at least you could say you did it and that's it yeah, yeah it's not that deep yeah i, don't I mean it's deep but yeah I don't think you should limit yourself to like just because if you I guess if you make it about if you make it so there are different people date based on different different things people date based on age race background culture and all these things I'm trying to date you if you got a dollar <laughs> damn <laughs> and, you got some bread every every person has a little bit of that in Shit. every single one of them right and at the end of the day they might be super dark skin then they might be fair skin but if that person doesn't put the toilet bowl toilet bowl seat down every night like you like to it doesn't really matter that is true if no, that person doesn't clean up of themselves it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. if that person doesn't think the way you do or says things right out of your mouth like you're thinking it it doesn't really matter and that's really when matter. like race like the color like that's it doesn't when it, matter it's yeah like, it doesn't matter like if oh, you ever you been if you ever been with somebody you just like yo like you just like me or you you get me mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that's what matter. I think it's about get somebody that gets you yeah yeah boom cause I think I think that's what that's what love is I don't think it's about you know getting butterflies and all that shit I think it's just about yeah, at the end Getting of the day, somebody who you're like, yo, I, 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 I 
fuck with you because you fuck with me like, and I got your back. You, yeah, all levels. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I think that that's how you should. And I think if you explain it probably to your parents that way, if you ever have to, I think they do understand. Um, nah, just have a kid and be like, so y'all not gonna love y'all grandkid? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Uh. So we're going to wrap this episode up. And y'all yeah. know at the end of every episode, I got to give y'all a crazy story of somebody from Florida. Oh, uh, snap. Why? Well, it, it's crazy. I used to... I get it now. <laughs> when you used to talk about it, like, there's crazy stories coming out of Florida. It it, it, it blows my mind when every time These you post one... and it's like they fucking mind. It's like 15 out of 10. It's just like on... on out of... Yeah. Bath sauce, bro. White Florida teen facing backlash after making racist prom proposal prom proposal prom sign. Oh, I saw that. The sign says, "If I was black, I'd be picking cotton, but I'm white, so I'm picking you for prom." Good night, y'all, and God bless. <laughs> Fuck these people. <laughs>